I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Welcome to the Man Show slash wrestling review show because uh, this is going to be a special show where um, two birds with one stone because there's uh, a lot we're going to talk about when it comes to things that happened this week and talking shit about uh, somebody that's um, thinking they're in the fucking industry and thinking they know shit that they don't know. And uh, we're going to use this as a time to shit on people. So it's kind of being uh, a two kind of show. We're going to go over to wrestling, plus it's going to be in the spirit of the man show where we uh, go off into different subjects as well. Uh, by the way, I'm Cab Manning. He's Billy Body. What's happening, Billy? Oh, just did it. As I thought you were going to have a longer intro because your intro was already longer, and I shoved <laughs> a whole handful of peanuts in my mouth. <laughs> you said peanuts, like, right? Uh, just so we got that correct. You know, like when someone's talking, like you know, everybody eats on the fucking podcast, sure. And it's like, and you know, and you're always trying to like time out those gaps. Yeah, I usually do it with that a drink. The, That's that my fucking thing. The worst timing I've ever had. <laughs> Because I've podcasted with you for years, and I figured we had about 30 seconds to go there. I'd be yammering for a while. Blast it out. So, um, I expected a real promo there. Well, we'll have shit to talk about, which is very funny because last week we mentioned uh, an old fucking worn out show that Billy used to be on and let, let, let me also tell you why we're doing this why I feel like because why it's why I'm allowing this as well because okay. we came into this through the NFL season and now we're going to hit the stride and and carry on through and do, do, to do a more of a normal show as in you're going to get a real feel for what the format is but mm-hmm. if you're brand new you won't know where we came from so like we, we sort of jumped in straight with um, Ryan and Sean, and then you learned a little bit there in terms of how we got into this position and how this man show even started. Ryan and so Sean from the Sports Gambling Podcast, mm-hmm. but it was but it was more about those guys and their show and my job on that show. But in terms of me starting afresh from podcasting from day one, that was actually done through the Steel Cage, and then the evolution of that is getting a job on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Um, then there was me moving away from the steel cage to do the dirty sheets, but still having a relationship with him. 
And then off the Dirty Sheets spun this show because the most popular sheets show on the Dirty Sheets was Wrestling Therapy, which was similar to the show that Cav does. And Cav now barely does a wrestling show. And I would rather not do a wrestling show and just do this show. But I mean, I'm so loyal to the wrestling, mainly because of this war that I'm in with these assholes. And I refuse to not be the last man standing. So within the confines of all of that, you will learn how we came to be and how this show started in terms of the infancy of that and um you'll be brought up to speed in the process so that's why i kind of also agree to it because it does take you from beginning to to this point and um you'll get to hear about a, a feud with a petty petty little man i mean the thing is it doesn't even all have to be wrestling centric because this guy really not for some reason for some reason actually works as a sports journalist I, I that fucking baffles my mind where i'm like i i mean I, I credit where it's fucking sport. due that that's a real fucking job but then again i don't know how much of a job that he i don't know what his job entails so it might sound a hundred times better than it is like I work for this where it's like you're a fire. I could I could go on my Twitter today and put like at right um, creative contributor to at WWE. (laughs) Well, you got you probably got more of a leg to stand on than uh, he might for uh, being a a quote unquote journalist. Exactly. Um, Or I could or he could even put like fucking um, product tester for um, or product advisor for Apple, and it'll be like. (laughs) I like, write a well, review when they send me. How did this work? <laughs> yeah. Or I like I just make a lot of appointments to complain about my phone. So. Oh fuck yeah! I I, I work at the Genius Bar because I'm there all the time because my phone's broken. Um, Not even that. I mean, I mean, we we know some. We know a colleague of ours who does work in the Genius Bar. Mm-hmm. And you know that is good because I, I message him to always say hey, there's a problem with my shit. Oh my god! Like so, uh, he must like hate the fact that. My, like half my messages now they, they used to be about wrestling but now they're about things that have gone wrong with my stuff oh, and the thing is I'm in, I'm in so deep with Austin's got a laptop and I've got a laptop and he's got an iPad and I've got an iPad and he's got a phone and I've got a phone so we've doubled up on devices and then I'm also like this week we had the problem of me trying to get old stuff from my iCloud off an old device onto one iCloud and then also, like, he backed up from a device previously. And then I really just had the urge to watch my old porn with my ex, which only he has. And I was just trying to emphasize the importance of please don't lose that. Because <laughs> I know how he can be. With, like, he has, he stores things in, in different places. And also, like, he changed jobs from where he stored it at the time he did it. We're talking a while ago. And. Yeah, you got to get that thing back so you can learn how to record a show. That that's very interesting that the audience probably doesn't know. For the amount of years that you've been podcasting, you don't record shows. No, and I don't really know how. I, I, no, I record my shows for the sports gambling podcasting for Patreon, but through the, the phone, very, as in press record and talk to the phone, right? Well, it's one man show first of all, that's correct. <laughs> and second of all, they 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 don't want me to upload it because they need to put all of their adverts in. So they tidy up everything. So even if I do it with another person and mm-hmm. I have to like do it from uh, from two phones, which is having one person on the other phone and have the other phone next to it, yeah. which isn't which is which which hurts the audio. 
they will audio sweeten it anyway to rectify that so everything's done because they have to put their adverts in um so so that so that they take care of that patreon is patreons one man shows and the stuff can be uploaded immediately and it sounds fine recording straight into your phone so this is the part that i cannot do i say cannot do but over the over the years there have been times where you're like you need to log in you need to like upload yeah. the show and it, and it has gone up and that's the thing. It's like, I mean, right off the bat, you go, fuck, my head's going to explode by trying to figure out what to do. And after you do it about three times, you'll know what the fuck you're doing. Well, the um, problem is, mm. is that I'm only logged into to one. So like I, a few weeks ago, we just did uh, one of our shows. Uh, um, only, only, it only went up on one feed. The man show only went, only went up on dirty sheets. I can't remember what it was. It was a one man show while you're on holiday. I think it was a holiday. I don't think it was one of the ones where. Yeah, that died. was when I was in Cabo. I think because you're like, you can't record at all. I'm like, fuck, no, I can't fucking record. I'm His like, family keep dying, so like, I mean, that's that too. Sometimes I don't, I lose track if he's on holiday or. Yeah, that um, was more. holiday. I didn't go to my grandmother's funeral, by the way. So, um, I've been here so since. She, she died on the day of the Super Bowl, didn't she? She did. She yeah, and like I said, I go. She couldn't bear to watch the 49ers win. She died, and they fucking end up losing. So Did she died during the game. Yeah, yeah, during the game. It was like That's a third crazy. third quarter. Yeah, so <laughs> actually legit. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was just a joke. No, no, no. Yeah, that's why I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's a joke that she cared about at the game. <laughs> she wasn't watching the game or anything. Um, but I mean, shit, she was in the hospital for a fucking while. We were every day. It was she dead yet? She dead yet? Everyone was waiting for it. So I mean, that's that's the fucking thing. Uh, so. What is going on today? We will tell you. Uh, let me take everybody down that memory lane and how I got to Billy in the first place. So there is there is a show called Steel Cage, and it used to be wrestling review show. Um, wrestling review shows, I feel, um, aren't as big nowadays as they used to be. And I no, think no, it's no. mostly because of the product. Um, it's not as exciting to, ooh, I can't wait to talk about something. That's how I started my quote-unquote career in uh, <laughs> in this podcasting. Zero career, by the way. Um, nobody's giving me shit for this other than uh, my, my fucking Lingus Mafia. The, uh, we would do a YouTube show, and it was because me and uh, my partner, Fausty, we would talk on the phone after wrestling. And I go, you know what? We should fucking record this and do YouTube. It's interesting. We would make jokes all the time, and it was entertaining for us. We go, all right, let's do that. So it started as a YouTube show. Uh, long story short, we went and made podcasting because we sold the YouTube show to somebody who made us change everything in the fucking world, and it sucked. So we were like, we need to get our creative juices out and do what the fuck we want. So we'll just do a fucking podcast after the fucking YouTube show. And then realized how much easier it was to podcast than to videotape because of the editing. Uh, so we did that. And I would listen to a show called Steel Cage. I don't know how I came across it. Just, you know, typing in wrestling review. And they were there. So I listened to it. And it was a bunch of nerds. And one person that I enjoyed to hear on the show, uh, Billy, who was on every once in a while. He wasn't there every time. When he was on, I, and I've told Billy this, and I don't say it to suck his dick because I give him plenty of shit for sucking his own dick, don't I, Billy? I give you plenty. Yeah. So I would tell him when he was on, 
I would be like, oh, this is a it's a good show. It, it brought a lot more to the table. His humor was in my way with uh, being foul and non-PC, of course. And he would have information because he would know people on the inside, not necessarily just the wrestler that he knows. Um, a lot of people in the industry so he could get info uh, through them. And so it was interesting when he was on and also when he would fall asleep on the show, which uh, he carried that on to many of our shows. And he's he's in England, of course, and, and the time difference is, is quite fucking drastic. I'm, on, I'm in Cali, and it's eight hours different. So what time is it right now, Billy? It's like fucking 11? 11, yeah. There you go. And it's 3 o'clock for me. So it's a miracle we're ever, you know, even doing this show as many times as we have. Uh, if he got a real job, he'd be in big fucking trouble, and this would never happen. So he was be on the show time to time, and I contacted um, a troll from that show whose name is Derek Montilla. And he always had a bit where he talked about Lana. He jerk off to Lana, and it got to be, it, it's almost overboard. And almost, it already is. It's overboard where he's, Oh, he's in love with this Lana. And it got to a point where she got engaged and he got fucking drunk because he was so fucking heartbroken by it, which is, then you're getting into stalker territory. So we asked him, be and in, in him being a whore for the air, because he wanted to be on every show that was on their little channel, um, we asked him to be on our show because we were going to rate, and I think he misunderstood me when I said it, Billy, because I said we're going to rate all the WWE women. I think he really thought I said rape. So he agreed to come on. <laughs> so he comes on the show, and we go over all the different women. Uh, who do you think has this and that? And you know what? I think I'm going to dig up that audio for our next uh, man show. So tune in next week uh, for even better um, pointers. Because I have the interview still where he was on. And going over the best of everybody and... What an absolute uh, horrible, horrible man putting down women and looking at them objectively, Billy. This man, oh, heavens to Murgatroyd, what he would say and how he would have buttfucked these women and everything. So he did this interview with us and um, we talked to him and said, you know, this Billy character is really good. And he mentioned who you were and how you were known and from a big brother and everything like this. And so he was the one. He he. We should call him Doctor Frankenstein because he put this monster together. If you think about it, all right. I wanted to have you on my show. He gave uh, the hookup of how to get a hold of you. We had a show together. I interviewed you. We hit it off, and um, we ended up doing show together for a while now. Uh, it turned into where I became enemies with Derek. Is I would text with the guy. Everything was normal. Very fucking normal with him. And he he all of a sudden started talking about me. And he said something to Billy about, like, Billy thanked him for hooking him up with me. And he said, oh, yeah, you two are, you know, the same. You're fucking both, you know, gross or this and that, you know, because he's so far above us, right? And... It was like, yeah, yeah, we're we're the same humor and all that kind of stuff. And so, well, you missed out a bit where he gave me the he said this guy's trying to contact you. Don't uh -huh. do his show; it's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he only wants because he 
only wanted to be the only one on there, but he had to ask in case you check with me. That is very odd too. That he's like, he says how horrible, but meanwhile he would tell he he would text me how what a great time it was. So already we know he's a town liar. Let's let's start that seed right now because of the further part that we're going to talk about in this show. That's the okay, major yeah. thing. So he tells Billy, you know, it's a terrible show. It's a waste of time. Don't bother. And then another seed is when I'm into shit with him because he says on his show that I'm a sociopath. And I'm like, what? where the fuck did this come from? All we did was ever be nice to him on the show. Had a good interview. Everything's normal. And he, then he starts talking shit about me. So we turned it into a bit, as only I can on the show. And I said, how dare he call me a sociopath? Look up the dictionary for sociopath. So we look it up in the dictionary. And nearly every fucking part of it matched me. Except for like uh, being violent or something to people. And <laughs> it was like, it, it went into the, the realm of like how you would score with women. Because it was like, you manipulate for what you want. And it, it was all this kind of, it was all, and I go... All right, well, well, what's the next thing say? And it was a joke, and it kept on going, and it was like, and then at the end of it, I, I apologized to him <laughs> because he was correct. And so I texted him and said, thanks for the bit with a smile, and he wrote back, fuck you. And I had sent that to you in our little group, and I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? Where'd this come from? And uh, Billy liked to stir the pot, and I know what's going on, and he goes, well, I don't see any fucking LOL or smiley face after that. Fuck you. Fuck this. <laughs> so I reply back. Um, I, I think I didn't. I don't even know if I replied back or just said thank you or something. I still actually have it in my phone, to tell you the truth. I could fucking go back right now and try to find wh what exactly was said here. Um, so that's where this happened. Oh, here it is. Okay. Oh. He fucking texted me. I'm sorry. Here we go. He texted me first and just wrote, you sociopath. So he must have listened to the show um, where we did the bit. Oh, he listened to anything where he may be mentioned. <clears throat> where what? Where he may be mentioned. Sure, so that's true. Like so that's, that's the only reason he's even come back to podcasting this week. So he writes, yeah, he writes, you sociopath. I reply, LOL, you made for a great bit. Thanks for the help. He replies back, fuck off. I then reply back with a kissy face. And that was the last time we talked, January 9th, 2017. That was that. Um, so, so that's where that ends with him, as in the last time we spoke. But... Then I get my soldiers in the fucking mafia after him. And it's tweeting him constantly and calling him a horse-tooth jackass and that he could eat apples through a fence. And uh, just blasting and blasting and blasting, having signs for him on Raw that Derek Monty is a horse-tooth jackass. All this kind of stuff. So back in the day when Billy was still podcasting with them, uh... You set up the arrangement because you were friends with Drew McIntyre. Is that correct? What arrangement is this? This is the arrangement at um, to be at a table for um, Mania or something. Yeah, I set that up for them. I asked him if he would uh, sign for the steel cage table. And this is when he was in the Indies. 
Yeah, this was at Wrestle. This was actually WrestleCon. Bef- this is actually way before you were even around. Like, so this yeah. was at WrestleCon 2015 in San Jose, though. Oh, okay, that's funny. See, he was saying, wasn't he? Um, today, I was on, believe on his show, he was saying it was in Arizona. I thought. No, it was on. It was in. Uh, I I sorted it. I sorted it out for them in San Jose. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, so this is you know he sits at the table. And uh, does the signing and this and that, and so they're 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 jerking off to rub shoulders and elbows with a uh, uh, celebrity. This is uh, what you you know, a bunch of nerds. They're into this. So years go by. Billy is uh, gets into wars with them still, or with Derek more than anything else. Um, what also happened before this, before uh, total contact is broken off, is they were allowing Billy to post a show on their stream. This is where well, all hell well, breaks me, let loose. Me just, let me just like let me just change the narrative. Go of ahead. That. I didn't leave them entirely. I was ready to go. So so let me just reiterate what was going on. I had by far, which you know is true, the number one show on there. And um, so basically there was the regular steel cage show. Mm-hmm. And then eventually there was the Dirty Sheets, which was my show, because there was I was getting so many. They had this thing where it was like the letter of the week. And at the time, I didn't realize egos were being hurt by it. But, um, you know, where it was like, ask your questions and all that. And I was getting so many questions about insider news and all this kind of shit. Yeah. So I eventually decided to branch off and do my own show but with Derek because I pitched it and... Derek then Joshua told me, "Oh, Derek's pitched something similar." I was like, "Well, of course he has." So, like, why do why <laughs> did you guys just, just do it together? But it was my show, mostly by me, and he was the the co-host of it. And um, Dirty Sheets was my name for it and everything. So, eventually, we're into this by, I believe it was episode fourteen or fifteen. So I remember he couldn't even do an insider show because he didn't have any fucking insiders. No, but he just wanted another show. Yeah. He believed that um, at the time, that SmackDown. No, no, no. SmackDown came afterwards. He, yeah. he believed that. He believed at the time that um, we needed another show of the week to just to get interviews and all these kind of things. And so I started out, and I got the interviews. So it was like me and Drew, and uh, me and Vince Russo, and Colt Cabana, and. Uh, you know, I started out with my con- going running through my contacts. Not every week because that's not the format, but it was it was enough. Mm-hmm. So we get into a few weeks and we hear that like he's wants to he now wants to do he still wants to do his own show, and um, he wants to leave the day sheets to me only. So I have to like bring in somebody else, and I end up bringing in Nick. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's in me and Nick. So we got three. Sh- the, the, the podcast has gone from one show. Um, to me having my own show because I was by far the most popular person who had grown their numbers from um, 600, 600 to 800 a week to, to 5,000 a week, uh, which I don't get any credit for because obviously it was a coincidence. I sure. mean, they just happened growth, to grow and you were there. Yeah, I mean, that growth was obviously guaranteed because, I mean, they bring so much to the table with everything that they've done in their lives. And, um, so, so we had we now have three shows going on because Ego Maniac, after fifteen weeks, decides he can't do the show with me. Um, 
not not that he expressed anything to me to like to my face or or or, or i mean directly yeah he went behind yeah he went behind my back and i find out that we're now doing two separate shows because he's pitched for he's pitched for a um a totally different show because my show wasn't following the format that he wanted which was interviews every week with with nobodies proven by the fact that he managed to one week get jim ross and then he was short of a guest seven weeks in and put me on and <laughs> and the fact that me and him hadn't spoken for uh i hadn't been on the podcast together for about six weeks because he left dirty sheets to do his own thing and uh i was now doing it with nick and then when me and him got back together um it did more numbers than he's ever done in his entire life so for some reason people did like me and him together probably because we're just completely opposite people one one complete loser so if i'm the opposite of a total loser that's a good thing <laughs> and um so i i do like big numbers on that sean as his guest and so I'll, so all along this moron this wants his own show he we get it together then he's he's so childish he doesn't want to be with me and then seven weeks into his show he runs out of guests and gets me on and it's the biggest show that he does so the biggest show he did was a show that he was already doing before which was which was just me and him which he didn't want to do that this is this basically summarizes him better than anything which is why i wanted to mention it so eventually like um i say i say to the guy he based there's friction starting to formulate because he's saying that me and nick are not talking about smackdown enough and he wants a fourth show <laughs> he wants a fourth show he doesn't want right? to be married anymore at this point no he, he he wants a fourth show so he's got minutes with the mayor we got the steel cage review right every week and we got day sheets he wants Jesus. to add a fourth he wants to add a fourth show to the feed and says to them i want billy to be told he's not even allowed to talk about smackdown because he doesn't talk about it for long enough that's madness we, because you smackdown we, was the better show remember that that was the big thing that was you were going to do smackdown because you guys just picked and said you'd do smackdown and then he realized Fuck, Raw's not as good as SmackDown. Now I want SmackDown. He's like Veruca Salt. Yeah, so so he wants now, he now wants, so he, bear in mind, he's the last person to join, right? Mm -hmm. I, I'm the second last person, and okay. then it's him at this time. So, like, he's come in, mm -hmm. he's the last person to join, but he wants um, his own podcast, and then he wants another podcast. Bear in mind, there's no reason for it, because there's no demand for his shows. He's not a popular person on the show. He's not interesting. He's not getting any Q&A questions. He's not a standout character at all. But for some reason, the guy that owns a steel cage has taken some shine to him because he didn't get some free indie tickets because he has some kind of link uh, through the Arizona Cardinals or he gets free Arizona Cardinals tickets. I don't, not the Cardinals, the shit, the Diamondbacks, sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm the teams could he kind of probably gets nothing from the cardinals um so basically the, the guy it becomes like enamored with him and thinks that he's some media personality that they have to cater to because they you know around arizona so he's just he's just you know giving into him every time even though he has no numbers no statistics to back up anything that he's got so i eventually um am just doing i'm eventually putting for them for um more shows because we're starting a new year and i said to him look uh on top of dirty sheets i'm doing this other show called legends uh we'll read legends recap do you remember how good that yeah was? that was a great we show but for, for three weeks we did it for like three weeks we covered a legend and then we're going to do more and more and more they said to me 
Uh, we can't give you any extra shows because um, we are giving we are going to give Derek Smackdown, and we are going to give um, and there's other people coming on to do shows about movies and independence. And he said we've now we're, we're now he said he said that we're now starting four new shows in the new year. So not only can we not give you a new show, but you have to keep your show to one to to one hour or one and a half hours maximum. But you can only do two one and a half hours. Basically, they told me yeah. that I only had seven hours of bandwidth a month for my shows. Right. <laughs> so so I was like, fuck this. So me and Nick then bought our own feed and told them that we would submit the shows to them. And they could either edit down or whatever, but the shows were going to be the shows. And mm-hmm. If they could get them on, they'll get them on or whatever. But we we didn't want to make a clean break from them because they would have died without us at the time because we were so far clear. Dirty Sheik was so far clear at his point. I mean, we did a show on their feed that was at 7,000 and something, which, was, which had you on it. They then told me that if I continued to wanted to continue to put my shows on their feed, that you couldn't be on them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you you had you had insulted them on one of the on one on yeah, their own I was shows. talking the shit things... and had it fucking posted on their own feed. I fucking was ripping them to death and making them listen to it in their own house. Yeah, at which point, like, I think Derek had because the guy knew that I was was had realized that I was more of an asset. He'd let it slide for a while because I'd been there'd been yeah. mentions of it about it. And then eventually it was like the old mate came through. And I believe it even came to a head with you receiving like a, a threat from him. We were, directly. yes, we were on a, a group text at that point. Um, and I was saying, and and I'm very much as, as insane as I might come off at times, I'm very reasonable. And you could talk to me and reason with me. And I could go back and forth with somebody without just a, killing somebody. And... And it all came down to that whole Derek shit where I was like, hey, if he apologizes to me, it's forgotten. It's done with then. But I'm not in the fucking wrong here for attacking him when he came out of the fucking blue calling me a fucking sociopath for fucking zero reason. I didn't attack him for nothing. It was like, why did this happen? And that old Joshua fucking slob, he fucking starts in with, you know, well, I don't know about that. And I'm like... You're just, it drives me crazy when you try to argue with someone and they ignore the facts. You're like, the sky's blue, and they're like, no. You're like, fucking look. You know, you just, it's 100% true, and you just won't even fucking listen. So he, I remember the exact words he said was um, about, you know, I need to stop talking shit about people on his feed and that I was on thin ice. And I fucking lost my fucking mind at that point. And I started fucking going off. Thin ice. Who the fuck are you? Thin ice. I don't fucking work for you. I'll fucking say now triple the fucking shit I said. Thin ice. Now I want you to fucking do something, you skinny bitch. I'd punch you so fucking hard in your stomach, I'd break your fucking back for you. So this little bitch wanted to fucking uh, open his mouth. So I'm going to fix his fucking jaw for him. So that's where that whole thing started. And then it was like, uh, I'm sorry, Billy, you can't, <laughs> can't do this simulcast anymore because you have a fucking maniac that's uh, not going to be controlled by their fucking geek ass. Um, what is he? Is he quarter fucking uh, chink or f- half? I don't know. Ah, you fucking Rice crispy. So that's where that happens and, and, and all hell goes off the fucking railings, right? So let's go to present, present day. 
Well, just just to just just to just to tidy that sure. up. So we do we do we do go off on our own, and then they do end up doing their own thing, and um, we're having a lot of success at this point, which is um, you know through for me sharing my content with with Sportskeeda and other companies, and I'm getting offers for jobs and all that kind of stuff. And then we have the big Twitter blow up on the day where I like insulted women's wrestling, mm-hmm. and these assholes see this as the opportunity to join in, and they're like going, "This guy's like." horrendous and don't be like him and all this kind of shit where it's like they're, they're really sticking a knife in because they're like coming to well because i'm having rows with people anyway and they're like going yeah this guy was an arsehole like we kicked him off our show. yeah <laughs> and all this kind of shit. they rewrite like, history and, yeah and, jo- and 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 joining in and all that stuff which eventually led to my like twitter being suspended and and, and everything so i mean that was my that verified account so that yeah that was what that that was um that was seen by them as handing me an L because we learned later. He kept saying things like, Oh, I've handed him another L. It's like my Twitter account when it was, he took credit for it. For yes, some reason. Cause he's a tattletale for, for one. That's and, for sure. And, uh, so then we ended up texting him, uh, tweeting him in a picture when we had free tickets to, to NXT, which we got from Drew McIntyre. And they were like hard cam. Right mm-hmm. now, like they always are. Sure. And then Cab texting him going, oh, there's, there's, I tweeted. there's me and Billy taking, taking more L's or whatever. Yeah, I to said, yeah, point, me and Billy are taking more L's as we get tickets uh, for NXT from Drew. And that was my so, tweet. At which point, he ended up going to Drew McIntyre and crying <laughs> about the fact that Drew was allowing this guy to have tickets. Because obviously, at this point, if it was ever more obvious that this guy hadn't because if he was in the receiving end of tickets you just shut your mouth at this point and say okay he gets tickets he can do what he wants to it's obviously billy's ticket billy knows Mm -hmm. him billy introduced him to us we don't know this guy for shit like we would have no communication with him at all if it wasn't for billy's obviously billy's friend billy obviously knows him from england which i do so like you know this this relationship makes sense and billy and whatever cab says i'm not going to rise to it because it's obvious how Cavs got there, right? Yeah, of course. This dickhead is so butthurt by the fact that he thinks that he's friends with this guy (laughs) just because I got him to do WrestleCon for them a couple of times. He did it in 2015 and 16 when I won. One year I wasn't there, but he still agreed to do it for me. Um, So he's butthurt that my friend has given me two tickets and I've given one to Cav and he feels more like he has more of a right to, to be there than, than, than Cav that he starts tweeting Drew about Cav going do you know who this guy is do you know who Billy's giving his tickets to this guy's a fucking scumbag and all this shit <laughs> and then to which point Drew texts me going oh what's who what's the story with this guy like and I was like there's nothing wrong what, I was like what's nothing wrong with this guy he goes like why is he putting out this tweet and I was like well because Derek Montier is a dickhead or whatever but I think once I called him down, yeah. I realized that what had happened was is that he wasn't pissed off so much about the tweet, but he was pissed off about the insinuation that he'd given his ticket to somebody who... He doesn't was, know the situation. And, and he, like, he even no, said no, to you, didn't he say, I don't want to be in a fucking middle of a war? Yeah. So basically what he was pissed off about was that he may have given his ticket to a massively controversial figure everything basically Derek had said about you so it wasn't a case of 
um, the tweet or anything like that. It was because the tweet may have come from somebody who was seen to be a blacklisted person. Sure. Although the irony is, I'm the blacklisted person. That is the funny who, part who, about it. You're the way. Who's, <laughs> who's argued with half of the people that he's friends with? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's actually he's I, actually I'm nobody. <laughs> He 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 knows now. Like I mean, he he's aware of the fact that I mean, he's friends with Alistair Black, and yeah. he knows that I hate Alistair Black and that I've had arguments with Alistair Black on, on on Twitter. But the thing is, is that I'm a legit blacklisted person, and me and him are, are friends. You are not blacklisted for anything. No. But the thing is, is that in, so Derek wasn't stupid enough to go down the route of why do you still talk to Billy? Because that would have been too borderline. Fuck off! I'll be friends with yeah. people. I'll be. I've been friends with people for. for oh, it was like what uh, six years at this point. So and now it's like eight. But at the time it was six. So he would have said to him, "Who the fuck are you?" Um, <laughs> texting me about who I can and cannot speak to. But he was cleverer about it, and obviously more hurt about you than me because you're you, and and I was always more significant than him anyway. But for you to be have anything because that, that was his get, spot he would have been in if he was still friends with you that he would have been me he still wouldn't have been you because <laughs> from, from the minute because the thing is is that no matter how many podcasts or whatever i did with him it's always a forced chemistry with people it was a people. it was a business relationship not a friend relationship yeah i mean that's the thing like i wouldn't if it wasn't for wrestling i wouldn't be friends with any any of those people and the thing is that even like initially like I never thought that about Nick for one second. Nick's actually um, sort of more, sort of more square than he was now. He's more square now than when I first met him, and I don't mean that in terms of anything to do with like wrestling or whatever. But he, he obviously he's just become more um, of a husband now and, and things of that nature. But when I first met Nick, and um, back in 2015 in, in San Jose, he was basically just coming in to listen to the Steel Cage record and, and offer people weed. <laughs> so that was the first conversation with him like Nick was just some guy who listened to our show that had loads of drugs so Nick flew to San Jose for uh, Mania yeah that's how I met him and, how and, terrible and, that we were that late it would have been perfect I'm like fuck everyone was here and uh, so Nick, yeah, I didn't well, know you guys. Nick was just this cool like this cool drugs guy that listened to our show so oh, it was funny. like meanwhile so I was giving and, away and, hot dogs in the fucking parking lot uh, to promote my show free hot dogs so getting back to my story that and getting out get us on track he went for you and made you out to be someone who he shouldn't be giving tickets to someone who was blacklisted by the whole industry who does horrible content racist homophobe yeah. what i can't speculate on what it was mm -hmm. but i know i know now that what he was pissed off about was the nature of your content of what derek had made it out to be so that was what it was but that's all been resolved now but yeah so that takes us to where we're at um, because it went quiet for a bit and uh, we then came to realize that was because they had stopped doing shows because obviously their numbers had finally reached that point where it was it was no longer worth doing that's the thing and i said for for shits and giggles i went to their uh feed and I said, oh, I want to see. And the reason I did that is because Drew won the Royal Rumble. And I said, I guarantee they start, they are hooting and hollering on the show that it's their friend who won. 
So I go to the feed, which I have not gone to in fucking. I guess ages. So, so just one thing that you missed. Just one thing you missed out there mm-hmm. was the fact that they hadn't done a show for months. Well, that's the. And, here's the thing. And, no, you're not, I haven't missed actually, that because we're getting we there. Had mentioned, and we had mentioned that they hadn't. We did a show two weeks ago saying that they hadn't done a show. Well, here's and, where and you, they hadn't done a show on the Rumble. Well, this is where you're jumping. You're jumping ahead because I'm talking about before we talked about that. So it was, I went there to hear what they were to say about the rumble. And when I got to their page, which I hadn't been to in fucking years, it was all movie reviews. And it was like, you would scroll forever and not see a wrestling review from the main fucking people. So we were like, what the fuck is going on? What happened? Did they stop fucking doing it? So the main fucking nerds that uh, we all know and hate. So I message Grieg, who used to be um, part of this uh, podcast of ours, and he always did the unfunny nerd tangent uh, podcasts about movie reviews, which he put together well. And we were like, well, he should do that on our feed. But um, he's very Switzerland. He didn't want to get involved in a fight on either side and so he pretty much he was he was with steel cage doing it so i'm i'm on good terms with him there's never any problem so i message him and say you know how are things i haven't talked to him in years either and uh i said so what's going on with that do you own it now and he goes no they just uh stopped doing wrestling because it's been pretty boring that's about it um and i'm like oh okay and so just chit chatted and that was that and so we come on the show the other week last week even and we said, "Wow, that's they're done with it. We should fucking buy the feed, or you know, do something and see what's going on." And and that's we talked shit, laughing about how they don't do the fucking show anymore. That they're fucking dead. All of a sudden, this week they do a fucking Royal Rumble review, a Royal Rumble review way after it's fucking done. By the way, mind you, um, it's been weeks, and. So I'm I'm now I'm going to listen to this show because I need to hear what's said because I was guaranteeing that they start saying my friend, our friend of the show. See, this is the worst I thought they would say. The very worst I thought they would say is friend of the show, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble because they spoke to the man one time in their fucking lives. So... I'm like, okay, and so I'm listening to this, and I'm messaging Billy, and I go, you're going to fucking tear your well, fucking hair actually, there, was, there was like a, uh, there was like a, um, so, that's all, so let me just add one story. Sure. So we're out, um, and actually, we're, we're out in San, I, I just land, and these guys are like at an indie show in, in San Jose. So I'd already agreed for them to like do the WrestleCon thing the next day, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm at the back of the van, and I'm like, I'm at the back of the building, and... Uh, they're all there talking. They're there talking to Drew, and I was like, um, so I text Drew like saying, "Where are you?" He goes, "I'll oh, come to the back of the building." And they're all there talking to him already, right? So they're all there going, "Oh yeah, well, like, are you gonna come out? Are you gonna come out?" He's like, "Yeah, I'll see how I feel or whatever." So he calls me to one side. He goes, "Are you gonna come out?" I was like, "No, I'm going to sleep." <laughs> He's like, and then he goes, he goes, he goes, oh, and then he turns around and he goes, oh, he goes, I'll leave it then, so I'm not going out with these guys. So, <laughs> so. He then that that was his decision made because I was the buffer between him deciding if he was going to go out or not going to go out with these guys. Sure, you're not going to go with these strangers that he didn't. I mean, he would have had to hit it off and be like, "Wow, we're like soulmates," you know, all of a sudden to be going out with strangers. Exactly. So once I said, 
no, because I just landed there and I just and I had to and I had to get them all into the show because the tickets were they were my they were my guests. It was it was it was Billy plus four or whatever. So Jesus. I had to get to the show as soon as I landed because he's not giving them to them because at the time he doesn't know them at all. Mm-hmm. All he knows is that he's doing the he's doing the the steel cage for me. And for all he knows, like I own steel cage because I'm the one that's got him on the booth the next day. Yeah, and, you're the one that's talking. And in the following year, I wasn't. I, I managed to get him without even being there, because at the t- the second year he was TNA champion. So, so yeah. So he's at the back of the building, and I'm talking to him, and he just pulls me to the side. He goes, "Are you going out?" I was like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm like just landed, and like I want to. And I got to get up tomorrow." And I just said to him straight, like, "I got I got Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat at 10 a.m. back at, at WrestleCon, which I did have." So he just said, "He said, oh, he goes, I'll leave it, and I'm not going to go out of these guys." So. So yeah, that that kind of brings us up to the point of of how well, how, how much of a friend of the show he was because mm-hmm. anything we did with that show involved me and me only. So I say to Billy, I go, "Oh, you're gonna go crazy right off the fucking bat," and he goes, "Oh, did he say our friend won?" I said, "No, they haven't got to the rumble yet, but uh, uh, Derek introduces himself as uh, sometimes uh, known as the chosen one." And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. This is what this is going to be today. So they talk about, or this is Derek, and I'll play you the clip. This is Derek talking about um, what happens watching the Rumble um, when Drew is winning. And I'll play this for everybody to hear, and Billy can comment after. Here we go. Oh, my God, that's just so pathetic. The edge portion of the story. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Man. God, I got goosebumps just you talking about that, right? Yeah, so you're right, because we had the Beast Incarnate in Act 1 dominating the world, and then here comes the great hero, the Destroyer, the Chosen One, folks, mm-hmm. the Chosen One. Truly. Our mother, coming through. Our motherfucking friend, Drew McIntyre, comes through and eliminates Brock Lesnar in, in easily for me. What was one of the top five moments of watching wrestling with my friends at a pay-per-view? I say that because the Matt Mania guys were over at my house. Uh, Brian, uh, Guitar Salad, follow him at Guitar Salad. He was over here, and we were having a good time. We were enjoying ourselves. We were you know, playing the Rumble Pool. And the minute that Drew eliminated Brock Lesnar, the eruption of joy in my living room was something that I wish I had videotape of. We were jumping up and down. We were fucking... We popped open a bottle of champagne and fucking drank it. Not at the end of the Rumble. When that happened, we fucking opened a bottle of champagne and we drank champagne in honor of Drew McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar. Not even fucking winning the goddamn thing. So, yeah, there was just, oh, so many. So that's the the first comment. Now, he's, he's taking joy... Like it's his best friend who won this. Yeah, I just there's just so many like loopholes in that where he's oh, so so, 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 so I, I can't I can't even un- understand how you how you how you're sitting. I, so, <laughs> it's, it, it it renders me like completely speechless. Like for how he's sitting there going, okay, so so first of all, when. When you're really friends with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like in a proper, in a way, you you don't even use the phrase "are 
motherfucking friend comes out in terms of as in it heightened your enjoyment as in like you don't ever go on and say i can't believe my friend and our motherfucking friend and it's like yeah but it's like sniff that, that jock not, suck that dick it's like what are you <laughs> what are you what are you celebrating here the fact that he's your friend or the fact that like i know just, someone that's famous yeah, it, it just comes across as like the whole thing isn't about. See, when we covered it, we 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 covered it as in Drew one, and and there was a little mention. So when obviously, and I, and proud and I mentioned of a him. few times, it was heightened. Yeah, it was heightened by the fact that he was that he was my my friend. So it, I said it's been distracting me from from various other things but, and whatnot. But the thing is, is that you've been I never involved. went on and said you've been said, highly so involved. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. That's you what, had like vested interest, pretty much. I mean, it was like, yeah. You, I mean, we can't say a lot of stuff here, but you were very involved. So it was like an accomplishment for you as well, being involved. Obviously, it's his career. But, but I never used yeah. the phrase. It's so unbelievable. It's it's my fucking friend. <laughs> with it's like, it, 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 it wasn't me going. It was good, but because it was my motherfucking friend, it was like. But it wasn't like that at all it was like for me it was more of a case of for the for the whole time it was a sense of the real feeling was a sense of relief because i've been dealing with with the frustration like a lot of the time throughout the last few years when it's like it looks like it's going to be good and then it's like then we can't get then the next thing comes down and it looks like it can't be good and then it looks like it's going to be fine and then all of, all of a sudden like it's coming down the card again so it's been very like up and down the whole time so especially and the thing is is that the whole thing is so cliche when wrestling like because for you guys that don't watch it sometimes they have these guys that come on there and uh, they say they've got all the tools and they've got all the tools and they say about a lot of people and sometimes these guys don't make it to where they should be like there's a guy on there called bobby lashley at the moment so if you guys don't all watch wrestling this guy literally has all the tools he's like an ex-mma guy He's black, so he fits in with the whole like minority thing because they like to go with the whole give the let's make a let's try and make a black star if we can if he has all the tools. And this guy has everything, but he's not going to make it. Like he's not going to be a world champion to this point. And Drew's in that situation where he can wrestle, talk. He looks good. He has everything that you know that Roman has, except he's a, he's probably a better wrestler because he has that independent that um, credibility from being on the independence and everything that he has. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's been frustrating at times to not get it so once that elimination happens the whole relief comes to you first when he wins it's a happier moment but the first moment's relief where it's just like oh yes they're going to do something with him that's Mm -hmm. that's good and it's not it's not my motherfucker it's not about me like it's not (laughs) like their whole thing is like oh the steel cage won the Royal Rumble no (laughs) The um the the interesting uh part with him too is that it's like he, he's he mentions earlier about how Also I'll tell you another thing he does. He mentions his friends. Okay, so I forgot this bit. He met these people five years ago when he started when he came onto this show. That he met them he met them at an independent wrestling show, and now these are the people that he invites to his house who did he go to school with or university with or who does he work with like where are his actual friends like why are his friends that are in his house 
or whatever he was, popping champagne, apparently, which is probably not even true part of the story, um, because I never saw these guys drinking champagne when, when we were out. Um, so why are you, why is he watching it? Why is he only watching it with, with these with these people? Um, well, it's so, it's so, because they're considered semi-famous, and so that's the only people he's going to talk to. Who's semi-famous? I guess the people that do podcasting. He qualifies them as fucking famous. The fact is that he's sitting around watching a Royal Rumble with a bunch of people that he doesn't that that he's only known for like five years, and then celebrating something. I mean, that's the thing. That I mean, that says it all. Like the fact that he labels his friends as people that he barely knows and sees. And he's saying, and he's saying it right there because the thing is, when he's talking about Brian Guitar Salad, who did about four shows a year, and now he's sitting around his house, you know, <laughs> celebrating and pouring champagne over each other and masturbating or whatever. Bear in <laughs> mind, that's not even too far fetched because these are the same people who would book holidays to WrestleMania, and I mean, we can talk, talk more about this in a minute when he's when he talk, makes his claim about Drew and later on in the show. These are the same people, right, who share a room with five people. And we're talking fat, stinky people. Like, we're talking sweaty, dirty, receding hairline wrestling fans. And five of them sharing one room. And sharing, and they all share Ugh. beds as well. Like, they Save was a dime. Like, Fuck. I mean, it smelled when I used to go and podcast in there. Ugh. So... Can you imagine, like, after three days, what it's like? They would they would just share beds with each other. And this is the thing. At least the four of them originally were friends and, like, they have a bond or whatever. I mean, the thing is, is that I talk to you every week. Like, me and you booking a hotel room together and, and sharing a bed ain't happening. Yeah. Like... Or even with, or even with Nick. Like, and I, and, I, and I stay at Nick's house, like, three or four times a year. But if we're booking a hotel room... Like, we are making sure that there's a spare bed in there, at least. I mean, Nick stayed in my hotel room before, but me and Austin slept in the bed, and he slept on one of those sofa beds. And the thing is, America's, you get good value in hotel rooms because they always have that sofa bed in there, no matter what. Yeah. But for these guys to push it to the point where they they bring their own beds into the room, which is what they do. They, they bring a mattress, and the, the, they use a sofa bed, and then someone always shares the bed. So it's like this. Like two of them are sharing a mattress that they bought into and squeezing themselves into one room. It's fucking. It's so disgusting. I can't even begin to explain how disgusting it is to me and how I I wouldn't even classify it as a holiday because I'd be so appalled by it. But anyway, so that these are the celebrities that you're talking about. So with his wrestling expertise, he starts in with like they were clueless, like that Drew was going to win this. Where, like, you had mentioned it right away when we were, like, gambling. And he goes, oh, I thought for a minute that Brock was going to win this whole thing. And then I, after he got kicked out, I, I thought Edge was going to win. And then at the end, I see Roman still. And I'm like, oh, please, not Roman. I'm like, they didn't think fucking Drew. I'm like, what the fuck? And then at the end, he goes, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to say it. I think he's going to beat Brock at WrestleMania. I know it's a hard task, but I think he might do it. I'm like, oh my god, these geniuses! Fucking, and that's the thing. The oh whole, my the whole god, 
the whole podcasting thing is like I don't get what you're trying to be now because they're they're in there going because you can tell like he's really like fucking smelling his own shit now because he's seen Ryan Satin get the job on WWE Uh and that's why you're now hearing him on the show say the beast incarnate and all that and I'll tell you the reason behind that in, in as I know how this sick fuck's mind works he thinks that if Satin's there that he that he cannot be far off from securing a job with the company so now he's starting to use all of the lingo and all of that do you not do you not see through that did you, did you not pick up on that oh that oh he's like doing the fake i don't know who's gonna win because he wants to be on the fucking tv show like they do not with necessarily their the fake, no not necessarily that because i really don't think he has a clue about wrestling so i used to podcast with him but the whole yeah the whole like selling maybe this guy's gonna win that guy's gonna win yeah when he's going i thought brock was gonna win the whole thing nobody thought that no matter what um and um but then when he's going using the phrase the beast incarnate and all that they didn't used to do that like that is new and that is basically him being like hey wwe like if you're ever going to listen to this because you probably don't because the guy that used to give away your news is now moved somewhere else so there's no point but he's now being hey listen to how wwe i am listen to how ready i am for for your show yes like how i'm using that's what he's doing there like, i don't know if, you, if you didn't pick up on it i'm telling you 100 yeah. percent. that's what that's what he's doing so he also says how you know they were you know such friends with drew and you know oh to see this guy went you know he was at our table uh he came straight from a show uh unshowered he came straight to the show and he was eating pizza that we bought i'm like it make it sound like he can't fucking afford fucking pizza or something it's like we fed him even you know now he's gonna be the champion um this is where these are such these are such like pathetic memories like the thing is i'm not gonna this is the thing i'm not gonna make this a show about uh, i'm not gonna make this a dick contest and especially not gonna be at my age like i said on the voice note at my age i'm not gonna be on here saying oh i'm better friends with him than you are like that's that's that puts me down on that level and the thing is i'm not gonna come on here either and, and talk about what we've done or what we've do or how I was was or wasn't involved in this process and your main theory is that he's not even friends with them. <laughs> That's the main problem, yeah. Yes. The whole thing. I'm disgusted by the fact that there are even human beings out there that are claiming to be friends with people. This is no different. It's a very different thing, but in in but the principle is the same. Of when got and this, I also don't like this. When people say they fucked somebody and they didn't. When people yeah. go on a night out and say, when they go home with a girl and she cuts them off the fingering and they say that they fucked her. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, like, that's I very high that school. Too. Yeah, I hate that too. It is high school. And this falls under the same category of, oh, this is my, my best friend won the Royal Rumble. Like, I have no claim, I have no claim to him being, to, to this person being my best friend at all. But I'm pretty damn sure that it was more significant to me than him and I'm not going to go into conversations I'm not going to go into nights out I'm not going to go into common friends but all of these things exist for me that don't exist for him and what I can talk about because it puts Drew in a good light is the fact that he's winning the Royal Rumble and the day before my son gets the call and I get a package from Drew um, which is the new Drew figure that comes with Roman Reigns which asked, which he asked me what one's because he asked me a few days before, what what has he got and what hasn't he got? Because I can just get this stuff um, for free. But the thing, the weird thing is, but then, but, and then, 
this is this is another thing. He goes to me. Uh, uh, I goes, have you seen this plaque? Uh, this Royal Rumble plaque that's out of of, uh, of you. He goes, he goes on. Oh, he goes, no, no. He goes, no, I've never seen that. He goes, that's that's. He goes, that's amazing. He goes, it's funny they don't send me anything like that because they send them the figures and shit, which is why he sent Austin. Um, why he sent Austin? This is the thing, right? So you got the guy who I'm not going on our podcast and hollering and hollering about. I'm hollering and hollering, hollering and whatnot about the win, but at no point you can go back and pick up the audio now. This isn't this isn't a retrospective. This isn't retrospective from me to go on here and change the narrative. I never went on there. I was like, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. Right? Yeah. I never did it. But I did get, my son did get a phone call and my son was posted those toys. Right? Mm-hmm. Which means that this man considers me important enough to walk down to the post office on the week he's winning the Royal Rumble and send something to my kid. Right? That, that's what I'm going to say. So... <laughs> so at, at, at this point, um, I, I'm not. I don't need to then go on about all, all of these past memories and and the relevance and all that. This is not about me at all. This this even if I didn't know the guy, right? Even if they were making these claims about Brock Lesnar, and they were saying, or they were making the claims like last year, for example, Kofi Kingston won the WWE title, yeah. So if they were going on there and they were going, Kofi Kingston, he's our friend or whatever, I'd be like going, no. Because, and if I knew enough about it, I'd be saying no. And this is the same situation. And there's like a hundred situations like this where I can, where I, where I see people like lying about stuff. I used to see it all the time. I used to see girls um, pretending that they'd fucked um, Premier League football players that I know that just went home after the night out and they would be, and you would see them in the newspapers and they'd be like, oh, um, I he cheated on me, went home from me um, from Mayfair Club. And it'd be one of my venues. And I'd phone up the newspapers uh, on behalf of the footballer who was one of my clients and say, this girl didn't fuck him. Jesus. And, and, and that's the thing. You can even say like, oh, well, so you've always been like, Mr. Like, stick your nose in. But it's like, no, it hasn't. This is just, this is just something that bothers me. This is falls under the category of just it's just sad and this is this these this is not even about sex this is this is not somebody that they fucked <laughs> do you know what i mean this isn't yeah. like someone they're claiming that they had sex with they just have no relationship at all this is a man who through the association of another man came and signed some autographs for you they're making the claims that anybody in the last fucking 6 years that booked this guy to do anything right can you imagine how many autograph signings he's done? How many independent shows he's done? Mm-hmm. How many promoters? No. So you're telling me every promoter in England who booked him and Scotland and all the way across America, I'm not talking TNA, I'm talking fucking Japan. I'm talking like uh, PWG. I'm talking ICW in Scotland. I'm talking IPW in the UK. Everybody's his best mate. All of them. All of them celebrated like their mate won. Every mm-hmm. single person that had that booked this guy over the two years. So I'd say about 500 bookings that he probably took across that time. And the steel cage dates were just two of them. Um, they, they all made this, they all made this claim. I tell you, I bet you any money, 498 of those people were not sad enough to do what these guys did. <laughs> I bet you some uh, were saying, you know, oh, that's, 
our buddy and stuff like that. I, I'm sure there's a couple jack sniffers in the group. That's for sure. Okay, but okay, maybe they did, and maybe at this point it doesn't sound so serious. So we'll move on, and then you get a real feel for how dumb it got. Yeah. Okay. Here is the other recording that's at the end of the show about. This is this is insane. Have, do you know who Jim Dodge is, Billy? No. You ever seen the movie Career Opportunities? Where the guy gets locked in a Target and he's the night cleanup boy? No, no. Okay. You're going to have to watch this movie because he is referred to in this movie as the town liar. Like, he lies about everything. Um, and this is... Uh, Derek Montia is going to become Jim Dodge soon because listen to this... And this is insane. And Billy, I, I think you're going to have to uh, find out or or say something about this. So uh, here we go. Here's um, the crazy. I'm not get, I tell you, I'm telling you now before we even move any further. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> like I'm. Oh, not, you gotta I, fucking ask. I you gotta not. say. Well, let's let people listen to what we're talking about first before. Okay. Oh, we say here we go. Um. So he is not my winner of the week. Let's go ahead and move over into that category. Let's do winners of the week. Obviously, I'm going to go ahead and go first and pick the one and only Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'm going to step in and take him before anybody else does because I love that man. He actually text messaged me from Raw after getting his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, like, there's a different personal connection and love there between the two of us. Uh, he really wants me to come to Tampa, and I really want to go to Tampa. But <coughs> I'm just... I couldn't be happier for this guy. I, I am beyond fucking shocked and floored by it. And I was like, I got to send this to Billy immediately. He texted him after, during Raw, after the Brock Lesnar bit. And he really what? wants him to come to fucking Tampa. His buddy fucking Derek. <laughs> I'm like, you, you have to. I won't be friends with you anymore. You have to fucking message him and say, did you fucking text message Derek? Or I'm assuming Derek is text messaging him, obviously. Um, And and then fucking, this is the guy who tried to get me fucking, you know, he liked to rat me out and say, look, he's using your name, he's using your name when we got a ticket. So I think... Uh, it's all fair to reply back. He's using your name. He's using your name. Look, look, he's trying to brag to everybody that you guys are friends. This is Mark Henry going, yeah, me and Andre the Giant are friends now. <laughs> you know, when he was five. Um, you, You've got to fucking call his ass out. I'm reading my conversations with him on Monday night after. Well, I don't think he would. Uh, you think he's going to go, oh, Derek just texted me. <laughs> No, but I'm seeing like in terms of Is he begging you to go to Tampa? No. <laughs> he knows you're already going. You don't he don't have to ask. Please, Derek, be part of my celebration. <laughs> he said he said he didn't have enough um he said I asked him too late to stay at his house because there's already enough people uh that beat me to it. But how many people are I, staying at his house? How big of a house does he have? Too many for his brother to get a place. So Jesus. So yeah, but at least, but at least I can. At least I know the guy enough to ask. Oh my god! You know, because I'm, well, I'm not a moron. Well, he might ask to sleep in the same bed though. <laughs> um, Derek. <laughs> Derek's like he's he's even okay with me coming to Tampa. 
he said I could share his bed. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay, so he replies to me on on Tuesday, which 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 is actually Monday, but it's Tuesday for me. And so I tell you why I didn't reply to him because his first reply to me is, "Mate, just getting to my messages now. Bloody mental. Slept one hour of media. Stuff changed tonight. Thirty five minutes before promo totally ad libbed." Um, I went, have you seen that video of the bar in Scotland yet? No, haven't had a chance. He didn't have a chance to watch a reaction video of him winning the Royal Rumble in Scotland, which is a viral video. Yeah? Yeah. And this is at like 3 a.m. And he gets to me. But he texts Derek Montier and started a whole conversation about coming to Tampa Bay and how he wanted him there. <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, like, my I mean, God. Just the tone of, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna send you the screenshot of this to show you how much of a liar he is. Um, this this was the this is what this is the real messages that this is how the real mindset that he was in on that night, which I've just sent to you now. Now you can you can see the tone in terms of it's just yeah he's over fucking well. He got five thousand things going on at once. Uh, just getting the message. Yeah, mental day. Uh, slept one hour and did media stuff. Changed. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then you talked so. Um. Yeah, but so can, uh, so, so, so can you see where Derek would fit into the scheme of that <coughs> sort of day? On and the thing is, Derek's lie is, is he replied to Derek, that, nobody else. Yeah, that's the thing. It was it's it's completely flawed by the fact that he tried to go for oh he replied text me from Raw and all this because they were doing the show. It was like why didn't you just wait and say. Oh, he like I spoke to him this week, or and the thing is, is that the whole thing of like our friend, our friend, our friend. It, it, why, why? I don't understand why it can't just be a guy that we. It, the whole thing changes if it's like oh, a guy that we really like because. <coughs> and not said as a joke either, because it could be said as a joke. Like I mean, we do constantly, you know, like the Mean Gene thing, our dear close longtime personal friend, shit like that, where you you've spoken one word to the guy and you're like, oh yeah, our best friend over there, and you say it with a fucking wink and a smile. This guy's fucking jerking off and saying, finish in my beard and let me comb and it he, through. He, he, let me tell you another story, right? Let me tell you a, tr a true story. When I was working for WWE after Big Brother and I was doing the house shows. So I was working for WWE. I'm literally touring with them for four nights. So I'm booked I'm booked to do the, the spot with like Carlito and, and Tommy Dreamer for four nights, same thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the fucking show with them. And I'm sitting there at the bar and I'm drinking... And um, Craig on our group chat can verify this story, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, so no bullshit from me. I've got a friend who's there in the group. So we're sitting there. I'm drinking. So me and Craig, we're at this point, we're friends with uh, Morrison and Melina and uh, and Jeff. Like they're the guys. Oh, God, do I got stories for you. I got to tell you off the air about her. So we're usually just sitting with, with we're usually sitting with those, with those guys. And um, he goes, oh, and me, I'm talking to Jeff. So this is like the first night I really sat with Jeff. I've normally just been sitting with John Morrison, who I don't also go on the show and say is my close personal friend, um, <laughs> just because I sat with him. Just yeah, I was yelling at SmackDown, that. going, "Hey, I know Billy. I know Billy." And he, he can you see the difference in our personalities? <laughs> where I don't call somebody a friend because I knew them for four days, right? Mm -hmm. This is just this is just how I am, and this include and this was every day. I I I I, I was. I was around these guys. So I'm sitting there with Morrison and Melina as usual and, and Jeff Hardy comes over and then we're having like, he knows I'm there. And uh, but before, I mean, just, just even before that, like me and uh, 
me, me and Craig had had a night out where Orlando Jordan had tried to fuck Craig. And that's a completely another story. Um, because Goldust didn't know I was on the tour. And he like, when the VIP people wouldn't let us into the WWE section, Goldust flagged us over and went, let them through, they're Orlando's friends. And I was like, no, I'm working for, I'm working for, I'm working for you. It's Orlando's like, toys. Like, oh yeah, I was nothing to do with Orlando. Orlando just has decided he wants to fuck my mate who's come along with me for this four days. Oh, so... Well, he's the chief of staff. It got, it got real weird. Like, so this is day three. So I'm sitting there with like, we can turn this out of story. So I'm sitting there. So Jeff Hardy's like talking to me. And he goes, oh, so he goes, are you like just doing this? Like, so you sort of watch it or like you really watch it? I was like, no, I really watch it. Like they got me here because when I was on the show, I was talking about I'm not missing my, I'm missing wrestling more than my family because I've never missed six weeks before because when I was on the show, he was going, oh, right. He goes, so you like follow like the nude you go to wrestlemania you followed him like so so we're talking about how much of a fan i am because he's trying to gauge me as sure. to like how i got in the situation so i'm telling him like you know i'd read i read eventually it comes up that i read dirt shoots and he goes oh so what's what's the latest rumor or whatever so jeff says to me he goes well at the moment they're saying it's going to be edge and edge is going to win the title he's going to face undertaker at wrestlemania and he's like going he's like going that's the main event he goes yo adam 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 comes over oh, so shit. Adam, edge Edge comes over. He goes. He goes. This guy says that you're facing Undertaker at WrestleMania for in the main event for the title. And he goes. And Edge goes to me. He goes. Yeah, that's gonna happen. And he walks off. And he goes. Um. And he, and he walk. He goes. He goes. If that happens, let me. He goes. Hit me up, and I'll make sure you get your front row. I'll get your first row ticket. <laughs> well, I already had a free ticket anyway, so that I it was actually second row because Floyd Mayweather's people had already had the front row. So me and Craig went to that WrestleMania and sat in the second row. And it was nothing. To oh do no, with shit! Which side are you on? Um, camera side. You can see me on the okay. second row. So you see the back of your I'm, head. No, I'm in there. WrestleMania 24. I'm yeah, but you're time. on camera side, so we're seeing the no, back no, no, of your I'm head. No, no, opposite, opposite the camera. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. All right. I'll uh, I'll try and um get some stills but um so i'm on there the whole time but the thing is i'm walking around backstage then at wrestlemania 35 right mm -hmm. and i see edge walking past and in my and there's a part of me that wants to do it but in the end i don't because i feel that these guys meet so many people and have such a busy life that i'm not even going to go up to him and say hey 11 years ago yeah. You came up to my face and went, yeah, that's going to happen. And it's a fucking great story. I think that would, is appropriate. And, I think that's appropriate. he would probably have got a kick out of it. Yeah. But me, having being in this celebrity circle and knowing the amount of people that walked up to me and said that they knew me or knew something or watched me on TV, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think he wants to hear this story right now backstage at WrestleMania 35 or whatever. He must have something better to do than me sharing this memory with him or whatever so i leave it right mm -hmm. and it, and i tell you i mentioned this only because it was one of those times where i was really 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 close like i said i don't call morrison my friend i don't talk uh, drew when i say someone's my friend uh I, and yeah it's mind, texting it's like, and talking bearing mind i don't say about del rio and i don't say it about heath slater who are two people that are in my phone that i died i had text on and off and sorted some things out with him and, and whatnot like i do say that james um i do say drake maverick is my friend i do say marty skull is my friend i do say that uh, maverick uh, sorry not maverick that's drake maverick um magnus mm -hmm. um you know all these people that have done our shows um vince russo um is bruce pritchard i would say isn't because i don't think we spoke enough but russo i think we spoke a lot so I, you know, for me, 
it has to come to a certain point where you're sharing personal information about that you when i think they talk to you the way that they won't talk to won't say things publicly i think then you become friends sure so so i only mention this because this was one of those times where i was like i don't i know i'm not friends of edge but i know that we had this thing at the bar so i'm really really thinking about going up to him and saying hey remember this but i didn't and that was that was the decision that i made and the reason i made that decision was because i'm always weary of what is weird and what might come across as psychotic and i'm really really careful about it and then i hear this on the show where it's like somebody pretending and i'll tell you why it's so psychotic because what he's decided is that i'm going to say that i'm friends with this person i've and he's met and i'm gonna say that i have this relationship with him and it's all fabricated from what he wants this relationship to be so he knew that if he that if Drew ever got into this position in his, and it almost sounds predetermined like wrestling is that if Drew ever became successful that they were going to hold on to the ties of the WrestleCon and the podcasts and all the stuff I set up for them and they were going to say that our friend is the champion our friend is one and all of this stuff he was going to say and they and he's basically made up a relationship and a personality a personality that Drew doesn't have like I, and I'm not going to talk about things that, that on here at all that, that, that basically make it clear that Drew is a lot more like me and you than he is yeah. those nerds. Yeah. Because that, that wouldn't be appropriate. But sure. I know what he, you wouldn't, he would not have a drink with these guys. Like, it would... It's just... And to, to make up this... And it almost sounds like one of us one is like one of like it's like i can't even explain to you like, and the thing is, is that even drew is very even different to me in terms of i see him i you know what he eats and the amount of time he puts into the gym and that you know what, if i'm getting fired from wwe i'm getting fucking depressed and i'm getting whores and coke and yeah i'm not i'm not bouncing i'm not working hard enough to get back in the company you know yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. going the other way that's me right so i'm not sitting going oh, i give up like, yeah yeah it's like fuck this i did it i made it i got fired so now i'm, gonna I'm go done and do yeah <laughs> you're gonna find a job at home deep i mean that's the thing even my approach to like obviously with the, with the whole writing thing whether i go there or not because a lot of, you know because at the moment the, you know the, the opportunity may be there to to go and w work for them temporarily and am i am i not saying to you guys I only want to do it. I only want to do it for two months. Like, yeah. like I, like I know I don't want to be. I know I, I know me, and I know that I wouldn't be able to work for anybody at any job where it involves me being somewhere at any time, yeah. every week, every day, for more than two months. You're I just like can't me do it. to I, a point with that kind of stuff because I'm supposed to coach uh, high school football this next year, and I keep thinking about it. Going, I know I'm going to regret doing this. <laughs> I know I'm going to regret it because yeah. I'll be like. I just want to go home. <laughs> it's, it's incredible that. I mean, this commitment to just doing these shows is is hard enough. Like even even the SGP, like every week they're like going on to me and going, uh, when they give me the tiniest thing, it's like, can you reread the adverts? We've got a new sponsor. I I complain. Uh, they they send me they 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 change the format. They're like, now we need the description of the show and we need a bullet point description of the show for Twitter. I cry. Like they basically pay me and then make the most basic changes that require five minutes more work, and I cry. Like I know 
how difficult I am to deal with and how moany I am and everybody else will verify for that which is why I couldn't stay married and and things of that nature and throughout my life how I've talked myself out of jobs so I'm not sitting here going me and Drew McIntyre we're the same like no way at all like the, the guy's far more driven and dedicated yeah and, yeah and dedicated <laughs> than me but when it comes down to like you know I would say banter uh if, unless that's very British I don't know if Americans have no we know banter oh, okay uh, when it comes to like banter and opinions and you know thoughts on certain things are very much on 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 same like wavelength in, in that sense and and it, it just and I just don't think these guys are like th these guys aren't even on the same wavelength as me every minute with them outside of doing a podcast was awkward every second where it was where it was social interaction i was i was doing it and i felt like you have to do this because you've known him for, you've known him for so long and it's like i almost felt like in a weird way when i met you you felt the same way not that you took a disliking to me or or nick or anybody but i almost felt like because of the environment it was like you were like you know what i podcasted for these guys for so long i have to be on bourbon street even though i hate being here. oh yeah Whereas, i mean i was like well i i, I can't I mean, it was the first time I get to meet you in person. I can't just be like, I'm not going. I mean, yeah, what the fuck? And I think for you, it was more yeah. of a case of I'd rather be doing something else as opposed to I'd rather not be with this person. Oh, sure. Whereas I'd be me, like, let's go to dinner and or something else. But yeah, go, go and walk in the streets of Bourbon Street and drinking. Yeah, that's not for me at all where I'm like, yeah, yeah I'd much rather have done something else. But yeah, when in the world. The, you know? the, the Steel Cage guys were not the guys to go out with to pull chicks. My friends... When I combined my friends with them and we and I said I'm meeting these guys on this night out, my friends were like, "When can we ditch them? Like, when can we?" <laughs> and it was and it was then that was true. Like, so I did, I I but I always did like my my because the thing is that I've had enough nights out in my life and I've had enough experiences where I'm not going to abandon them at a, at a disrespectful time. The thing is, is that and I will say I'm not going to just come in here and type make and make a and slag off everybody. Josh and his brother, the the bodybuilder, they were absolutely fine. They were fine to go out with. They're fine to drink with. They're fine to sit with. They behaved appropriately in a strip club. They weren't there with their like jaws dropped and and <laughs> they can't believe there's a tit. Yeah, and, yeah, and like so. But the others, yeah, not 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 for me at all. Like that guy, Daryl and Brian and uh, Adam's okay. The one that lives in Australia now, um, he, he's he's fine and even sprung to a certain extent, even though he's a bit of a bullshitter because. We saw him, and here's another thing, right? So, there, these guys are all super tight with him. Then why am I walking past Madison Square Garden for Raw, and you guys are out there, or one of you guys are out there, waiting till the ticket, waiting to buy a ticket from someone when the show starts, so you don't have to pay properly, pay full price for it. <laughs> why don't you have a free ticket for a non-sellout show like we did? So why, where's your free ticket? Like that's it. This is the part I don't understand. There's there's, there's so many holes in this story, and the thing is, is that. What I also am trying to make sense of, more so than anything, and just to put a sort of a, a line under this, is why people like this exist and why anybody does this. And this isn't about Drew McIntyre or anybody. This is about why guys pretend to sleep with girls. Why would a guy at this age pretend to be friends with another guy or 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 lie about something like this? Like I, I don't understand when you get to an age. To look like I, a big guy. How does this make you look good? You didn't win anything. They like, want people to be like, wow, he knows him. Wow, can I touch you? 
But how is that cool now? Like, it's cool. You know you know who it's cool for? You know the only person that I know who this is cool for? Yeah, kids. It, my kid. There you go. <laughs> my kid who goes out and pulls out his camera phone and, you know, and, it, and the thing is that nobody can tell if you know Drew or Seth or The Fiend or whatever. And the thing is, is that we had a great conversation with the fiend and we've got our photos actually in the gym mm -hmm. which you've seen with bray wyatt like we were talking to him in the gym and took a photo it's like the, you know kids don't kids don't need to know how much you talk to him or if he calls called you on your birthday or whatever kids just are amazed that you even met these people and as he'll get older yeah. there will be like a nice there'll be an age where he hits probably about 14 15 where it comes like oh wow you actually know him and then it will just stop being cool because the thing is, is that the thing about celebrities It'll be normal is, is they and, and all you guys need to do to, to 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 hit on this point and to sort of make this more of a man show subject um, is go and watch the Kevin Hart documentary on Netflix and look at his the people he hangs around with fucking nobodies that he grew up with and he takes them around with him and gives them jobs mm -hmm. so that they're as rich as him or or at least so they have enough money to buy to go shopping with him yeah keep up the lifestyle. Yeah, so and that's the thing. Everybody has friends. Like you don't become famous and ditch your friends. And the thing is, is that if you do, and I'm not saying that I ditch mine, it doesn't work through the fact that my friends had jobs from Monday to Thursday, Monday to Friday, even fucking hell, I know nothing about work. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Monday to through Monday to Friday, I then did become friends with people that had rich parents and and whatever who who basically <coughs> were able to do you know what normal work hours are what the hours are nine to five okay oh, i wanted to see if you were going to say 10 to fucking six or some weird shit no no <laughs> well, i did do a 10 six when i was at toys r us but i um, worked at toys r us for a day <laughs> uh, toys r us i like working there though. i got that job real young um but um but yeah so like when my regular friends from uni and college and all that are not going to come out on a school night, which is what they call it. Uh, we, call it a, I don't know if we use that phrase in America, but we call it a, we call it a school night, work week, work night. Yeah, school yeah, week. school night, work night. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, more my mates are like, you know, we can't. We they did it at the beginning or one or one off, but school nights where a lot of the stuff was going on, I had to make friends for school nights. So it was a little bit forced. But the thing is, I all kept, I kept all of my regular friends, and it didn't matter how unfamous you think i am or how famous you thought i was or how famous i ever even got from that whether it led to being on tv for good these friends weren't gonna go so these famous people don't have famous friends that is a myth that's not how the world works at all there's no way that somebody and their best friend both became famous that's bullshit that's not that's not realistic at all so everybody out there every famous person has about 30 friends that are not famous at all. And that's the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing to claim. It's nothing to be. I have never once gone on and, and lauded like my friendship with anybody. And the thing is, it's the other thing I mentioned on the, on the voice note. He's not, you guys, we talk about him mainly uh, because we do a wrestling show. But the thing is, is that, if we did a show about music or we did a show about other reality shows or we did a show about page, we do do a show. We're going to have loads of celebrities on here, loads of girls that I'm friends with who are on television over the next three, four months. Like, you're actually going to see people with 
thousands and thousands of thousands of Instagram and Twitter followers coming onto this show. And then it will be relevant in terms of the other people that I know that I'm, but mm -hmm. the thing is we do talk about this person more, but it's never a boast like who you're friends with like that. Because if you're boasting about it, you're not friends with him. It's just somebody that you, you know, that you, th they're celebrating their ignore, like that this person acknowledged them or knows them, which means that you can't be friends with them because the difference is when you, you can, would, and this is the big question. If they if they were friends with a person or anybody else, would they have the balls or to criticize them? Oh, if they were real friends, of course they would criticize. Because we criticize each other all the time. Of course, right? you'd give, be like, give, you wouldn't care what someone Umar, would say. We give Omar odors of racist sarcasm. Yeah, like right because I know I can get away with it because sure. if I didn't, if I didn't, if you know didn't him, know him, you would never say it. Yeah, of course. No, of course not. And I'm not legitimately racist, uh, but. Um, but it's but but it's funny, right? At the same way, I can I can I can critique. In fact, not only can I critique Drew, but I was told to. I was actually told that if you think something is shit, or if you don't agree with anything that I'm doing, please make, still text me because I think that he thought that people would be like these guys, where it's like, oh my god, you made yeah, it. Yeah, suck his dick constantly. It's Tell like, him everything he does is great. But it's 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 worse to do that at this point in time because now is the time where, because otherwise, wouldn't everybody have gone to become Hogan once they got this push if everything was done right from this yeah, point? Yeah, of course. But nobody's become Hogan, have they? Only one guy, which is Austin. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that and that means that between now and uh, two thousand and one, I would say, um, everybody's push got fucked up by bad decisions. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you could tell that's when Austin was the only one because he would fucking fight for shit and uh, do what he fucking felt was right for himself. And where the other guys are like, they're just afraid to be fucking fired. Which is exactly where, like, which is that irony, ironically, which is exactly one of the things that I did do for Drew, which is like, which I can talk about, which was a case of you got to go and fucking speak to them. Like, I was the one, one of the people that were like, why do you, you know, they're all saying on these shows and that, and it's like, you're not, not going to be able to get another job. I was the one who was going, you'll be absolutely fine. Whatever you do, whether you go and say shit to them, they're either going to say no, and they're either going to like knock you back and you'll be in the same position you're in anyway, because they're not going to push you down the card because you're too big. Yeah. And so you're only going to be in the same position. Like it's not going to hurt you to ask. And at the moment, if you become available, AEW will snap you up in seconds. Yeah. And that was one of the things I said. Like I said, you can be absolutely He's got them by the balls. Which is, which needed, and the thing is also like, another thing people don't know is these guys don't read the dirt sheets and in terms of when you're going up to them and saying, well, these guys have got this deal and these guys just got a five-year deal and, and these guys, like, they, you know, they're not even granting releases for like, you know, the revival. Mm -hmm. Like, in, Do you know what I mean? In terms of, you can give him the information to back up the fact when you say they're really desperate to not lose anyone right now. You know, uh, I, I almost think of it um, like how, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out where Derek's fucking feeble mind is about my friend, my friend, and it's not really a friendship. Um, yeah, you know that's the, the main guy, thing. Like, like I said, like I said, I, I, I'm just like, I never, ever, I don't really, I don't want to come across as any way where it's like, Oh, that's my friend, not your friend. I don't give a shit, like at all. Like, it, no. The question is that he's saying friend when he's fucking not. 
not it's, who's it, a better it's friend. Just, it's, it's fucking it's, craziness is what we're it's, talking it's about. The, exactly. It's, it's the psychological issue that I'm trying to understand. So, yeah. So, you do you remember, you watched SmackDown on Friday, right? Uh, yeah. Um, the guy that Corbin poured the uh, drink on. Right. I know that it's gotta guy. Be a, it's got to be a plant. Well, right? I know him. Um, right. He's the... He runs and owns uh, the wrestling organization that I used to be in, APW. And he's friends. He's He used to manage uh, Rusev. So he's good friends with him. And he runs the organization. Oh, so, you, so you can be like my friend, my friend. I could be my friend, my friend. So I'm thinking... It's that same friendship. Like, I have the guy's number, and here and there, I'll message him. And I've asked him to come on the show, and he was too busy because he was at SmackDown, um, like, a while back when they were here. Because um, I want to know, I want to get his whole story on an interview, which I think would be really interesting. So, he used to be a fan, and he took over the fucking organization. So, I know him from there when he was in the audience. And so... I don't often message him, but he's on my Facebook, shit like that, right? So I messaged him after I saw him on the screen because I was at SmackDown. And I see him get a drink. And I was like, uh, I was like, oh, that was pretty fucking funny, you know, <laughs> and shit like that. And he just, um, I go, I'm like, good shit, brother. And that's it. And, you know, he just replied back with a laughing face. And that's it. So I'm like, is that that relationship that fucking... Derek has I don't even if it's that fucking much and he's like my good friend where it's like you messaged them once what do you mean your good friend did, you, did you know go, of him no, no. Did, did he not say the love is the love is oh he fun. went crazy yeah that was a little the love we share for each other like like Drew is fucking way into being friends with him like that's his really it made it sound like he's like they text often and that they're really good fucking friends, and he's saying you need to come to fucking Tampa. It's it's fucking out there, man. It's it's like if that was the fucking truth, it was fucking madness. And it's so far off. It's fucking crazy. It's not, even it's not remotely even possible that that's the truth. Oh, uh, you know what? And it would destroy him if, um, if like. Drew fucking smacked him down and was like, what the fuck? What are you fucking talking about? Make him look like a real fucking dipshit. And I mean, obviously, Drew can't mess it, say this on fucking public on Twitter because that See, just gives him fucking this publicity. Is why, this is why it's pointless because the thing, well, all that will happen with is that whatever replies that he is getting, if any, mm -hmm. and I don't think that I don't think that he has any access to text him, to be honest, because when he reported us for what we did, that was for a Twitter DM. So you don't Twitter DM people you have if you have their number, first of all. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a whole other story too. All that will really happen from this is that Drew would cut off the responses that he is giving anyway. So yeah. I mean, Drew's not Drew wouldn't be a confrontational person. Which no, is why he wouldn't. Why, I mean, there's it's useless to have to message him and go, "What are you talking about?" Or uh, I, I honestly know. think there's more legs in it to just let this guy just keep pretending and we just see how funny it gets how crazy it gets because it you know it could turn into um we we did go to tampa and we were in his hotel room that night when he's really not when he's when he's actually somewhere else well <laughs> oh my god i'm i am going to fucking die if he tries to get to tampa and if he gets to tampa you've got to fucking search him out 
You got to have that fake Twitter so you can see where he's at and all that shit. Because he'll be posting because he has a fucking, you know, try to be a fame whore. Um, hell, you should have fucking uh, Drew message him and say, meet me somewhere. And then have you be in there. Now that's a fucking move. <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm so pressed for days. Like I'm fucking, since this thing where Austin wants to go to WrestleCon, I'm now trying to work out how we can squeeze in bush gardens and at the moment this plan is so fucked it's like we're gonna get from orlando to to tampa go to bush gardens for four hours and then go to smackdown and then we're gonna go wrestlecon on saturday because and not and then go to nxt and then the sunday before wrestlemania you know the kind of day that is we're gonna have to finish the second half of bush gardens how long are you going there for two weeks yeah for two weeks but i'm in tampa for four days Mm. Jesus Christ, God bless you. And you're going to come to uh, Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'll see you again. I'll see you in Los Angeles. We're already that's like, yeah, way. we're going. I got four-day pass for Bush Gardens, and I'm going to only try, and I'm only going to get there twice in two four-hour periods because I've got NXT, SmackDown, and WrestleMania in the evenings. And then WrestleCon's now squeezing on Saturday. So only Friday and Sunday, and I really didn't want to go Bush Gardens on Sunday when on the day of WrestleMania. Um, and then on Monday, Drew's asked me to uh, come to the VIP, his VIP access signing. Because and this is the thing, because I said to him, I want to pitch, I want to, I, I want to get a picture with that belt on Monday. Yeah, and he's, yeah. And even he was like, I haven't got time to fucking, I ain't gonna have time to take a shit. <laughs> so I get, he goes, I, I, you know, I'll fix you. I'll sort. I'll, he goes, I'll hook you up with access. That would be the best place to come and see me. Jesus and that, and that, Christ. Because, I mean, that that's a thing, like... And the thing is, that for me, that kills two birds in one stone because then I don't bother with the other accesses. Mm-hmm. It, it's actually better than going down to the hotel because the other thing is, when I get down to... The, if I go down to the wrestler's hotel, yeah, I ain't going to get out of there because I've got a kid that's going to want to sit in the lobby all day and get pictures while they come through. So that's going to waste my other day, whereas access is at least something that I can get him to. I was going to say, would he be able to have you be, um, like quote-unquote working for him at access but you got your kid with you so you couldn't even just do that to where you were the ones you know passing the things back and forth for him to sign so you could at least hang out with him and and talk in the meantime or something you know other than how you doing see you later i I think i was half finishing his story earlier where like so i told you he sent austin the action figures so Mm -hmm. I sent him this thing going to be seeing your royal rumble plaque he's like oh they goes are so good he goes they never send us stuff like that just the toys I was like, oh, because did you want me to? I goes, well, I'm ordering mine today. He goes, can you pick me up an extra couple and I'll give you the money. <laughs> Jesus. So it's like, so I was like, okay, well, I picked them. This is the thing. I'm always buying him stuff that he doesn't of himself that he doesn't get given. So mm-hmm. and I'm always, and I always meet him here for it. So he goes, That's he goes, grab me a two. I goes, I said, well, I'm not taking this. I'm not taking this glass frame to the uh, to the US. So oh, I it's goes, glass. It. Yeah. Huh. It's not like the so mania plaques. Yeah, so I said I'll give it. I'll get it to you on the. Um, I'll get it to you on the UK. I'll get it to you on the UK toy. He's like, yeah, it's fine because that'll be easy because he only because he goes, I'm only gonna. It's only for my dad, anyways. So, yeah. and that's the other thing. Like I posted shit out to his to his dad before, which um, like I had to post him out those calendars as well. But it's weird because they don't get a lot of stuff. They only get given like excess shit. That's so weird. Yeah, this is the plaque that we're talking about. So. I'm going to pick up one. I'm going to do this now, actually, because... Oh, and also, finally, um, 
this week he told he says to me he's, he he is getting new, a new t-shirt like I said it's just been delayed with the design well i saw it like, was that the one he was wearing on monday because i was gonna say hey he got a t-shirt nah, that's his old no no that's his old t-shirt mm. he said he was like uh, he said he was um just gonna put that on because he's fed up now of the um of waiting but i just said you know you're probably waiting because you weren't supposed to win the rumble right um which is probably true isn't it um because otherwise if he was meant to they'd have that t-shirt oh they'd been set ready to go yeah yeah so um oh your guy just texted with i the, just um, saw it right now yeah <laughs> Our our gambling guy. Well, he's been he's been bad lately. So I like I'm hoping that. Yeah, I lost some money the other day on him. Like, come on. Oh, let me let me let me send you this thing while we're still on it. So yeah. You can see what I'm talking about. Um. So I don't know if you've seen these now. They come out after every pay per view. Really, that's interesting. See, I only I've, I haven't seen anything. All I've seen is Mania Matt plaques. Where the fuck am I? Oh, here we go. Uh, how am I going to get it to you? Because it's in a text message. All right, okay. You, yeah. you can watch it. Here they are. These, these, these are the new things. Okay, here it is. But they still have the mania things, except the mania things are bigger and they're signed. These are just pieces of the map like. Okay. And they come out. And these come out after every paper. And that's... Know. Oh, it's a frame thing with glass across the middle. Okay, so no wonder. Yeah, I could see that. So I say to him, like, I'm not, I'll get it for you, but I'm not bringing it to the, uh, yeah, to the States. I mean, alternatively. So he's signing all these apparently, all right? No, no, he's not signing them. He's oh, just, really? They're not all signed? No, no. Fuck. Just, just Matt Plaque. Ah, oh, shit. That's I'd why I like, said, well, fuck, I want the fucking signature on it, of course. Well, well, I'll get mine signed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, I don't want to bring up. But the thing is, if he wants any quicker, then he's closest friend Derek will can get him one <laughs> pick him up one and, uh, and bring him across yeah you know I, I was mean, trying I to get... ask uh, Brad Pitt for a seat at the Oscars but he already had given it to his ma so I couldn't oh. go wasn't that Keanu Reeves <laughs> who his mother didn't Keanu Reeves didn't Keanu Reeves take his mom uh, Pitt's been taking his mom lately to everywhere too because he's like uh, if I go with anyone, they're going to think I'm dating. They're going to soon think I'm dating my mother. Wait, is he broken up with Angelina Jolie? Oh, fucking 100 years ago. I didn't know that. Oh, I, I fuck. Just... He's been d doing the rounds, baby. Is that why the rumors are there about him getting back with like Jennifer Aniston? Yeah, probably. I mean, that's ridiculous. So, But yeah, he's uh, he's been uh, spreading his seeds all over the place. Yeah. So well, like, well, what you should do is Brad Pitt, like you know. Yeah, when, yeah. You know, there's actually crazy. a fucking saying about him. Go, who do you when people say like, who do you think you are, Brad? Pitt. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. When you when you're the person in that sentence, like you got to be like fucking about. And he has not uh, hit any walls. Every stitch of hair still, still handsome devil. Man, this motherfucker has to be some life. You imagine what his cock has been through. What's his new? Um, oh my god! Like they're bringing out t-shirts for some patrick's day for what 17 oh, i just seen them wwe shop austin oh. 317 oh that jesus christ yeah the man in an irish um bowler club killian that's all these irish people everything's in fucking green shit yeah except austin's got so they got iwo irish world like these oh boy these company are and they bought out the t-shirt from what um matt riddle said on on NXT where he's like how much fish, fish could yeah. Bobby could Bobby fish fry if Bobby fish could fry fish 
Did you see it on NXT? I did watch that part, actually, and I haven't watched NXT in ages, but I actually tuned in to see that. And I turned it off before Velveteen Dream even showed up. I didn't even know. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I turned off that fucking match. I was bored. I'm trying to work out like where they're, gonna, where they're going for their takeover for Mania now, because I have tickets for that. And usually it's supposed to be the most like in-demand show of the weekend. So Yeah, I mean, we saw the best when we were there, when Drew gave us a ticket, <laughs> when I got in trouble. All right, well, let's end this show. It's been an hour and 45 minutes, actually, everybody. That's what you've gotten from us. A lot of did you pull uh, up insight. any of that? Did you pull up any of that rapey Lana content? Oh, God. I would never be able to find uh, on, on Steel Cage trying to go back th- to find that shit. What are you out of your I, mind? I thought, I thought you did like a mock show, a show where you mocked him and then pulled up audio for your own show. That's why it was thought what happened. Hmm. I mean, I interview him, so I'm going to go back and into my interview, and I'll pull parts of that, because I know exactly where it is, um, but that's the only thing I'm aware of. Yeah, I'm wondering then what audio you can send across to, like, Arizona Sports and and be like, do you really, like, seriously hire this man? Yeah, that, that might be our new mission. Because... <laughs> uh, the thing is, even even on a personal level, like I've always wanted to get back at him for the for the Twitter thing and, and all that kind of shit, where he jumped on the bandwagon for that. This is nothing to do with that. This is just an acknowledgement of how sad he is. And the thing is, is that you have to kind of tie in everybody. But the thing is, what I noticed was, is that I do feel, to their credit, and I'm not just like, you know, even though they're not my cup of tea in terms of socializing with them, I noticed that not everybody else was joining in and, and with this lie. Did you? Did you? Yeah, they didn't. Uh... And isn't it funny, right? So that it's it's him that got the texts when it wasn't his podcast. Like, if the year that it was being set up, where uh, they probably when, lies you know, to all of them, they don't know. But the, the, the year that I was, um, the year that he did WrestleCon and I wasn't there, that was set up through Josh because Josh is the owner who was paying for the table, right? Mm-hmm. So why? So why is it always? Oh, he knows me, and we're in love. We got man love, and all. I mean, that's a pathetic. That's Jesus. a sad thing. Do you know what? That's a sad thing to say. Anyway, like I don't, I don't come in at no point in any show have I said, "Oh, the love between like me and Cav, or the love between me and any man is like <laughs> it's like this or whatever." It's like, well, now I'm gonna start saying it. I'm gonna have to. That's just fucking. Oh my weird. god! What a fucking psychotic. What a sociopath. <laughs> Oh, I, bet he, I bet he doesn't have the balls till I take you to fuck off now. Oh, he would never have the ball. And you know what? I was trying to find a Twitter that hasn't been blocked. I wanted to tweet, and I told Fausty today, I wanted to tweet if the steel cage at the steel cage had any fucking balls, they would have Billy and Cav on to confront fucking Josh and Derek. You know what a great show that would be, but they're such fucking non-showmen, you know, and they're Josh terrified. Is not, Josh is not on that show, though, is he? Josh no, was he was. Josh was on. I didn't hear him at all. Yeah, he was. It was him, Derek, and some other nerd that I've never heard before. Well, that was Brian. I could hear Brian. I didn't hear Josh at all. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Um, but I was like, I'm like, that would be the greatest show ever. And that would pop their fucking numbers like a motherfucker. And I don't even mind if it was on their fucking channel. I don't care. Because the man would not have the fucking balls to talk to me. There is not a chance. He'd still be scared. Obviously, face-to-face a billion times would never happen. More so of a chance when it's over a phone like this. Because then you don't have to see nobody. 
I went looking for him with my yeah. with my wrestling friend in New Orleans. Yeah. When I was with that, uh, I was with Luke, wasn't I? Yeah, and um, I've only and seen Luke- him once, and that was in San Jose, but that was when we were on good terms, and I just sat there and talked to him. Um, now I'm like, uh, fuck. And because I remember I kept saying I was going to go find him and get him an ice cream. Well, that's the thing. Me, 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 and Luke even went to like places where we thought they was they were going to be. So like we actually went to the bars where we heard that they were going to go. So and then they just didn't happen to be. I think I honestly think at that point they just went home. Yeah, I'm. I think they was very. They're very scared. Um, and because they don't know how to fucking entertain and pop numbers and ratings and shit. They would never take that suggestion. Um, if you're not blocked by 50 different fucking accounts, um, if you're, hell, you're probably not blocked by Steel Cage. So why don't you tweet them and say, uh, and, and you know what, to our fans, at the Steel Cage, tweet them and say, you guys don't have the fucking balls to have Billy and Cav on your show to confront you. Tell them. Because if enough people fucking hound them about it, I mean, he'll just block everybody. But I want them to know that we're sitting there willing and able, and I'm sure that he's listening to this because, you know, he loves to hear his fucking name. So, well, this is yeah, well, he is listening because if it wasn't for our show, they wouldn't even have this podcast. They, they, they weren't going to do a podcast about the Royal Rumble because nobody listens. They, that podcast, that's the other thing, right, in terms of, okay, so we are, just to finish up, we yeah. are looking at this in terms of saying that he's psychotic and all that, but everything he said on that show he knew we were going to hear it because yeah. because he knew that we knew they hadn't put a show up for months. Mm-hmm. And you know what their thing will be? Look, they're still listening to us and find us. I'm like, yeah, I got no problem to say, yeah, I, I sought it out to see if they fucking suck Drew's dick. And that's the reason I sought it out. I haven't looked before that, but how did I fucking know that's what was going to be said? And that's what I sought it out for, and that's exactly what the fuck I got to hear. So, you can't really fucking uh, say much to us about it. Um, yeah, but we uh, we challenge you if you want to do fucking uh, mouth-to-ear resuscitation and uh, have us on a fucking show. Let's go, big man. Let's go, fucking uh, little boy, Baldy. We'll fucking see what happens. Uh, we'll push your fucking horse teeth back into your mouth. You can't take... They couldn't take the fucking heat. There's not a fucking chance in hell he could take the heat. And like I said, hey, I let shit go if he fucking apologized. Apologize. Apologize. So that's it, Billy. We've done almost two hours. And uh, we hope everybody's enjoyed our uh, letting you know what uh, the truth is about Mr. Derek Montilla. The horse tooth jackass himself. So, tune in next week. We're going to have a, a separate man show and a wrestling show for you. And we're going to have a special guest that after we yep. talk to them on the show, Billy, they will be known as my friend. Just so you know. Uh, I've Georgie, been... <laughs> Georgie, Dar- Georgie Darby. You can have a look at, yeah, have a little Google of her. Okay. I got to see my future friend um, as my best friend, uh, Gigi Petit, as well. Uh, all right. <laughs> I've been Cav. He's been Billy. We'll see you next week.